Hello guys, and we are here for the Nemesis Project. It's been a really long time. When was the last time we did uh, Revelations 1? Oh man, uh, I was, I feel like we did it like really early this year. Yeah, I think in like January, February area, I think. Yeah, it was like late winter when we did it. Yeah, but we're here for Revelations 2 now. Um, where it's totally different from Revelations 1 story-wise and character-wise, but it still has our favorite, uh, you know, cast in there, um, which is a, is a kind of a plus. Um, but before we dive into anything, uh, as far as the intro, the development of Re Re Revelations 2, Zach, how are you doing? Doing, doing all right. Uh, I, like... <laughs> Playing this game wasn't such a big deal for me or anything, but uh, it just seemed like there was always some kind of stumbling block uh, for us to get to doing this. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the game, we'll get into it, but the game has like uh, like good parts, but then there's parts where it drags, and the whole co-op thing with uh, you know Resident Evil Zero-ish type of uh, co-op is a little annoying but i appreciated some of the stuff that they did with the co-op characters yeah but before we get into that and by the way i'm joe dubs i didn't introduce myself i introduced zach since i said you know zach and everything but anyway how, how are you doing i'm doing fine um i just noticed i'm wearing the same shirt that i wore for getting some color um, so if you're watching, if you watch getting some color and you're watching this, uh, no, I didn't change my shirt because these are usually my PJs when I, uh, you know, are in my room. I changed my shirt, but it just looks like a black shirt anyway. So <laughs> oh, and fair warning. Uh, we are shooting this at 1 PM Eastern time and everybody is up in my house. So there might be dogs that just go wild at some point. I'll try to hit my mute button if I'm not talking. Um, or you might be hearing, you know, voices in the background because my family is from New York and we only have one setting and that's loud, uh, <laughs> when we talk, talk normal. Uh, so I do apologize in advance. Um, but let's get into development of Re Revelations 2. And I also want to put this here, um, because I, I didn't record any video because I was frustrated of recording it because of things that I will talk about uh, but we're going to be using uh, YouTube here in Gamers Little Playgrounds channel so I'll, I'll put play uh, Gamers Little Playgrounds channel in the description so that he gets sourced and uh, he doesn't try to copyright me or whatever <laughs> so here we go alright Zach what do you have for some development for Revelations 2 um, there weren't a lot of notes about this one. It seemed to have like pretty uneventful development. Mm. Uh, no major changes or, or cuts or anything like that, or di even different versions of the game that just didn't make it. Uh, they went for like a literal episodic uh, game this time, like where the original Revelations was doing like this pseudo tv thing like previously on revelations blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. yeah but it was a full game when it released 
this game initially came out uh, and released in episodic format like over the course of 2014 and uh, it released physically uh, I think at the end of the year uh, or it was like really early in 2015 one of the two yeah but, uh, yeah we call it they um, this was around the time I think the walking dead telltale series came out where like episodic was a big thing yeah and I think they were trying to cash on that uh, personally I think only games like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones from Telltale are able to do that episodic thing in my opinion but something like Resident Evil or even Metal Gear Solid when they start to do this episodic thing it gets a little annoying for me because I, I hate the whole it takes me out of the immersion right because yeah when, when i want to get into the resident evil universe i want it to be like resident evil 2 i want it to be like resident evil 3 where i'm i feel like i'm in this city i'm in this haunted house i'm in this uh, laboratory i don't want it to be like all right this is the beginning of the episode this is the end of the episode and then it stops and it it it, it takes that takes it away from me um when it becomes episodic uh, so that's not my cup of tea, but I know people like it for some strange reason. Yeah, it was, uh, I want to say like episodic games was kind of like a, uh, a fad cause it didn't really persist. Uh, I mean, telltale games like went under a few years ago and somehow they were able to come back, mm -hmm. but like nobody really talks about episodic games anymore. It was like this thing that was like kind of popular, a hot topic in the industry for like, maybe three years three or four years i want to say if that uh well it was very and, it was very controversial too because uh, this is where you have people that try to cut corners right like because yeah. you know let's try to do this episodic but like charge it 20 dollars and stuff and like you get like an hour and a half like uh, episode uh and then like sometimes when game developers did do um, episodic games sometimes the full fucking series didn't come out of episodes so like you're stuck at episode 2 and you wait like a few years for episode 3 and I didn't like how because like, I think Hitman were Hitman games were supposed to be like episodic at some point um, they were but they, they you know did it in a way that they had a roadmap on when you're going to receive it uh, but then you had other companies that you know like to cheat their customer and get that easy money so i i don't know they now capcom did make a roadmap a release roadmap they laid it all out like this when all the episodes come out and if you don't want to do that you wait about a year and get the full game mm -hmm. um and to me it could have been a uh strategy to keep costs down while they were making this uh I'm not real sure on that. I never found any kind of confirmation on that. That's just kind of like my, uh, one of my theories about why they went with it like this way. Mm -hmm. Cause it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't a handheld game. Like how the original one was made for DS and they just like upscaled it and ported it, which is like not terribly expensive to do at all. <laughs> this time they're building a game from scratch for consoles and PC. And it could have, 
it could have been a, a measure just to keep costs down because mm. they were they wanted to make these just cheaper uh, not necessarily cheaper but lower budget games i guess that were supposed to aim for like fans like us i guess mm-hmm. the more hardcore uh traditional resident evil fans yeah um as far as i know the same team worked on this game and the, i don't know they changed like the scene director or something so there was no team shakeups that more people that worked on resident evil 6 came over and worked on this game it yeah it makes sense like because like i said off the air before we started doing this is like it's has some upgrades like the gameplay has better upgrades from the first one uh, and i and i guess you know because revelations one was geared towards handheld uh had more of a clunky feeling in my opinion this revelations 2 still has a clunky feeling um but there's like some smooth game uh, play in it as well and also you know we'll get to that later when we get into the the meaty flesh uh section uh but like you could tell it's from the same devs and and i played this on pc by the way uh finished it on pc uh looks great on on my graphics card uh that i currently have i don't know which one it is i just know i had i put, I put the graphics card like three years ago so <laughs> you don't remember your graphics card by heart no with all the flops yeah the flops in the the, the 1500s the 2000s i don't know <laughs> g-force <laughs> i played it on ps4 so. <laughs> i also played it on xbox because i i i'm i'm a weirdo i buy like every resident evil game on every uh console and pc because i'm a fan so i have to have it on everything <laughs> yeah um there was just a little tiny smattering of cut content uh which there was supposed to be like a, fa a flashback sequence involving uh, Neil and his relationship forming early on with uh, Claire, who's a rookie in Terra Save at that point. Mm -hmm. And I, I, they don't say if it was playable or if it was just like a cutscene. Um, I guess it could have been playable, kind of like uh, in the the first game where you play as a uh, Parker. Mm -hmm. Maybe that could have. Maybe that was possible. Uh, I do like the extra episodes that they put in this game, though. I think they did a, a, a good thing, probably leaving Neil out. Uh, because Neil's character, again, feels like a throwaway. Um, it feels very throwaway. This might have helped to, you know, make him feel less throwaway. Mm -hmm. But they made a conscious decision uh, with, like, the amount of characters the story's really going to follow. Because uh, they said, somebody said in the last game, there was a lot going on. You got like three playable parties, and really it ends up being like four different combinations at certain points, or, or even five. Mm -hmm. uh, and remember, that was something we said in the last uh, recording, which is like, there's a lot going on in this story. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they said, like, no, it's just going to be simple. Claire, Moira, Moira uh, Barry, Natalia, Alex. Wesker is the antagonist and Neil's there uh, mm -hmm. occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I do want to bring up something real quick. Uh, apparently, in the writing, um, they wanted to be more personable 
Um, that's why they had the Moria and Burton thing. And like, obviously when you're fighting uh, Neil Bane, because he looks like Bane when he gets mutated a little bit. Um, like she, she has to like pick up the gun and shoot. And like that emotional because, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, like she shot her, uh, was it her mother? Her sister. Her sister. Um, <laughs> mother. She found a gun in the house and, and was goofing off and accidentally shot her sister. Yeah. And uh, that was like a big moment for her. And then obviously, like, Burton was like a dick to, to her most of the, his, uh, the fatherhood because, you know, he shot her sister and like, the story Burton like grows as a father but that the, the, in the writing that's what they wanted to focus on uh, in my opinion listen this is Resident Evil I, I don't want too much character development <laughs> into uh, things I want you know in the moment type of characters where it's written well in the moment like oh my god Leon's in the city Claire's in the city we need to get the hell out and then you have that subplot of like umbrella and stuff and all that I don't need to know about, like, Burton's fatherhood, in my opinion. So anyway, what I was talking about <laughs> is that in the writing, they were trying to be more personable with Moria Burton and, and, uh, and uh, Barry Burton. Uh, and then also the extra character that's in the, the, the game as well, where, you know, with him and his daughter, uh, the, the Russian guy. Um, yeah. so it, it's okay. I like it. But what I was saying before is I, I just like my stories to be simple in Resident Evil. Not too much feeling in my opinion. What about you? Um, I tend to think, uh, when they keep it, yeah. When they when they keep it a little bit more simple in terms of like the characterization and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, not trying to explore like oh the, their past or oh they got betrayed or something. I'm not saying that's bad, but you should probably keep that to a minimum. Uh, here, I don't really think it. You know, the game necessarily suffered for it, but it feels different <laughs> from. <laughs> from like what we're used to yeah <laughs> uh it's it kind of almost doesn't feel like resident evil in that way uh but yeah uh it is what it is though uh more i'll we can get to the characters a little bit here because uh, like a after i finish up these other points because it's kind of a, i guess that's kind of a big topic in this game okay um but there was another small thing that got cut. Apparently, Natalia was going to have more powers, including shooting lasers out of her fingers. Oh, my God. Thank God that was cut. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, it was a little too comic booky or something, so they decided not to do that. Mm. <laughs> and I have a note about, like, sales and, like, where, where it kind of stands, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, it says, as of March 2020, this game sold 2.6 million units. Yeah. And it surpassed uh the first game and i think in like the 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 grand scheme of things like in best-selling games like the ranking for capcom it's like 25th so it did fairly well i mean i guess and there was plans on the table to do like a third game but like yeah, it got 
you know canceled recently or something yeah that was like uh, up in the air recently actually um where they had a game where uh <laughs> it was canceled for nintendo switch because apparently it was supposed to be nintendo switch um where we, I, I think we were at rebecca chambers apparently was going to be in it uh and it was yeah supposedly and it was going to be revelations 3 uh which listen i i don't mind these games i don't because it's like side story and i think what really sold this game well is claire i mean the last time we got a claire centric type of game was code veronica um mm -hmm. and a long time ago yeah and people i think during that time people were wondering what barry burton was doing so we yeah. got we, we got this as well um but yeah um i don't mind him i don't mind him at all yeah so i guess we'll clump in uh character stuff with the voice acting changes and whatnot mm -hmm. uh which the biggest thing is allison court didn't come back to reprise claire they uh they recast claire for this game uh and their their philosophy behind that was they thought allison court sounded too young uh for like an older claire and they thought it would be confusing to have her with like moira or something like the actress that <laughs> plays moira and i'm like i don't know about that being confusing but you know you could tell her to like you could direct her to be like try to try to deepen your voice a little bit or something possibly <laughs> uh i don't know i don't they the other thing about this this change too is uh nobody knows who really played claire in this game because she's under an assumed name it's, it's like her name the credited name is james baker yeah <laughs> And it's like, what the f that's that's a guy's name. And then, like, a, I think there was a, a strike going on, like, when this game was in development. Mm -hmm. And the story behind that is, like, the actress didn't want to get credited because she was with the union or something. Oh, okay. Uh, the only, I've heard it's speculated to be Danielle Nicolette, who's done other games in anime or some shit. Uh... I think that in terms of video game role, the, the one she's most noted for is being Shondi in Saints Row. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like a lot of anime voice actors in this game. Like you got Yuri Lowenthal, who's like Neil. Mm hmm. And he's ridiculous when he mutates into, you called it Bane Neil. <laughs> yeah. And then like Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, who did a lot of like Silent Hill stuff. And then she's done a lot of anime and other game voices too yeah we got uh dc douglas back for albert wesker and raid mode just in raid mode <laughs> yeah uh, and but, uh matthew mercer uh who is in raid mode is leon scott kennedy yeah yeah him too mm -hmm. i would think it's crazy that they bother to get the the people that played them like full-fledged in like a, a, a game like that character actually had a part in that game story just to get them back for like a, an extra mode <laughs> uh but uh yeah so like all the characters in this game like they're we'll say the writing for them is is, is maybe a little different from what you expect with some of them and then some of these characters are new like moira uh, Alex and, and Natalia and, and Neil, I guess, to a lesser extent. Yeah. 
Um, do you feel like Claire was written like consistently, or do you feel like she was like pretty different? She felt different, Claire, in this, but I don't know if she's matured, Claire, and that's what she was written as. Um, because remember when we saw the what was the latest movie that we saw? Um, was it Vengeance or something like that? Resident Evil. No, Vengeance. I can't. Now I can't remember the freaking name of it, but yeah, it was like the one that was like set in like 2002 or something. Yeah, it's right before Leon S. Kennedy goes to fucking Infinite, uh, Infinite Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you remember that scene where like Claire and and Leon were having like a conflict because he wouldn't give up certain information because yeah. because of national security and stuff? Uh, mm -hmm. Do I think that matches a little bit of what Infinite Darkness is? Yes, but it still felt weird. I I don't know how to put it. It felt like she was trying to be like a big sister to Moria. Uh, and I think that's how she was like being written in this game. That's okay because that part is consistent with something in her character before, is it going back all the way to Resident Evil 2. Uh, but there's like a there's one moment that like per perfectly encapsulates like okay, that's not too consistent. Uh, which is like it's like when they find that, that little girl Natalia. Mm -hmm. And then like Claire's like you know who are you what's your name what are you doing here like she just starts like barraging her with questions <laughs> and it's like obviously like a little 10 year old girl or something if that yeah and then more is like whoa 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 settle down like you chill out and more is the one that's been like cussing up a storm and like yelling and shit the whole time mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she like you know she deals down starts talking to her and stuff and being sweet with her and then claire's like you're pretty good with kids and i'm like what happened to like Resident Evil 2 <laughs> when you were pretty good with kids like it's it's like a that aspect of her pe personality is just gone or something <laughs> I I, I, th I truly think it's because it's episodic like they're trying to make it like a TV show where it's like yeah. it's like oh my god what is this little kid and stuff and that's why she, like Claire said it that way and then like change in tune later uh, like there's so much like tropes in this as well uh, like not tropes I, I there's a lot of similarities to like actual like media like saw like when they're on the island wearing these bracelets having this person talk to you and go through like different parts of the map of the island i'm like wow this feels very saw like <laughs> like th that threw me off sometimes uh, i'm diving into the story now i'm sorry yeah we, we could do that too here uh mm really have like a story specific segment anyway mm -hmm. uh that that's another thing like when it was playing like the cg cutscene, like the opening you know, like where how it shows how they end up on the island and shit mm -hmm. it, it didn't really i didn't think about it the first time but when i saw that scene playing out again you know when all those guys just come in with like tactical gear and just gas everybody and like steal them yeah who the fuck were those people and where did they go after that <laughs> Yeah, I kept on thinking they were just like terror save or like whatever uh, anti-establishment that was going against the uh, what Leon and and Barry Burton and Claire are part of the BSAA and all that stuff. They obviously work for a uh, Wesker. Mm -hmm. She West. She Wesker. <laughs> Barry calls her, but um, 
it's like they just fucking disappear and they, they mutate into like all these fucking weirdos you kill later in the game i guess i, I, <laughs> I guess so and it, it <sighs> i guess like the the whole dumb story like kidnapping these people and then like alex wesker like her main goal is so that she could transfer her consciousness into natalia <laughs> like well, it's because she's dying because her, her body is like shit apparently yeah like, like her genetic makeup's fucked and she's like got some i don't know disease they don't get very like into detail about that at all in any kind of detail about it they just say oh she's dying it's like why they don't really say um i guess they're trying to make it seem like because you know they're all like all the Wesker children or like genetic experiments are playing off of like those files you find in Resident Evil 5 and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of the, the Weskers mentioned in the memo uh, in the, the, the mansion DLC. But what, what was the point of having like the, these different people? Uh, were they just like candidates for possible conscience transfer? Yeah, they were actually. That, okay. That's what she was. That's what she was doing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they still. She still had. Uh, she figured out eventually. Oh, Natalia's like, oh, her bracelet's not going off because she saw some fucked up shit early in her childhood and it messed her up or something. They don't even get into that either. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also want to say real quick, just with the writing, it's like okay, you get you bring Claire back. What does she do? She gets captured and put on an island again. Yes. It's not all, all familiar to like anything that happened to her before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Another penal colony prison island or, or something. You know what I kind of wanted a little bit? Instead of an island, uh, I, trust me, I don't remember which fucking Resident Evil movie it was, but do you remember when they put Alice in like this like world that was like underground in japan and shit and they like they simulated everybody like they are living you know a life in this little uh simulation world for alice yeah it was like a big simulation they made up i kind of wish they did something like that with claire uh <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and like that's how uh alex wesker is trying to like find her candidate and stuff to see who's who's good and stuff that could, you know, actually in that in that manner, it could be pretty interesting. I think the game would need a bigger budget for that, though. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, she's captured again. Like, there, Claire's supposed to be the iconic of of a badass female, right? And next to Ada Wong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like, you're making her clumsy all the time, always getting caught and putting in her in these situations. Uh, I would rather like her to be like one day just how she was in Resident Evil 2 on her bike just ending up in places and being yeah. a reporter. Gotta get the scoops. Mm-hmm. Um, Moira's character is like kind of grating for like most of the game. Oh, she's annoying. Because like her whole thing, it, it plays out really fast because it's like it reveals like oh she's got like a fucking rocky relationship with her dad and it's like if you even bring him up she's like fuck barry like yeah, she I literally says that is like we're not talking about him like she's so oh she hates her dad okay you know we get one of those characters 
Yeah, when the Jill sandwich or the Claire sandwich comment came out, like she was like disgusted, like, ugh, that story again, ugh. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, come on, man. Yeah, she's like, uh, and I'm not saying you can't have a character that's like curmudgeon or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it's too much for too long, like until she doesn't really start softening up and kind of being a little bit more normal until they meet Natalia. Yeah. She's still freaking out. Like, what the fuck? Like, she's always freaking out and, and cussing at shit. And, like, I'm cussing right now, too. But I don't know. It feels weird to play, like, a Resident Evil game and have somebody, like, talk like that for some reason. <laughs> it, the thing with, like, Japanese developers, when I think they are, like, heels, man. Like, when they create, like, whiny characters, they overdo it like a, like a heel character in wrestling. <laughs> they kind of do. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I will give give her credit though. She does develop and change over the course of the game, especially like when you uh, get in the later part, or like when you play like the uh, the DLC mm-hmm. uh, for, for which I actually thought was pretty good. Uh, and then on the flip side, you got Barry, who's who's coming in, and it's like these events take place at different periods of time. Like Claire, the stuff that happens with Claire and Moira is like earlier. Than like what yeah, happened like, to Barry. It's like Barry shows up like almost like a year later. Yeah, it's like six months apparently, like six months later. And, and like, I, I I guess it's kind of interesting because like you see the events of Claire and Moria, uh, and then like obviously you feel the time difference, I guess, uh, because like Barry's like, man, where's my daughter? Where, where's Claire? <laughs> like. And then he like goes out on a mission and then finds Natalia that's just sitting there and stuff on well, an island. Well, he actually meets Claire. It's like when the end of their episode, like when they escape, yeah, from an island, and like I, they they find Claire, but they don't find Moira. And like yeah, they're she's like at a hospital, and he's like, "Where's where's Moira?" And she like manages to like basically say, "I'm sorry, I, I couldn't." Like save she's her. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think it's kind of written really well, I guess, um, because you have that scene where he's like, where's Mario? And he's like, sorry. And then, like, you know, flashback of her, like, tumbling down into uh, all the rocks and stuff. And where I think Moria shines is with that Russian guy, because she develops, like, now she understands how her father feels about you know uh her, her, his daughters and stuff and that's why they care so much uh and like she learns about like barry wasn't being an asshole he's just probably depressed uh and you know all that and he had to learn uh barry how to be a father again because he did have some anger towards moria killing <laughs> you know being irresponsible with a weapon yeah uh yeah, because Barry, like, the first one you start playing Barry's by himself for, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. If that, and then he meets Natalia, and that's when he's like, he starts, she pretty much tags along with him from there. And, and yeah, it's like he's kind of like taking care of her and, and ha- yeah, having to relearn how to be dad with, with small children. Yeah. <laughs> This, that's where it becomes grumpy survival dad simulator. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Last of Us came out, like, you know, 
a year ago. <laughs> like from when this game did. <laughs> yeah, when they had to put like the stealth in this game. Because remember when that was like a big trope, like after Last of Us, everybody was wanting to make like survi grumpy survival dad simulators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else? I mean, we have the the other two reporters that tag along. They're throwaway characters. The one that like fixed the helicopter, which by the way, the helicopter <laughs> where he dies is hilarious to me. <laughs> Man, those characters are ridiculous. Like, okay, like. Uh, you call them reporters. I don't really know what TerraSave is, but I feel like it's some kind of like activist, like a nonprofit, yeah, pretty activist much. Activist nonprofit, quasi paramilitary organization that gets like bioterrorism. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like the BSAA. It's different. It's more. It's more cuddly and friendly. I think they're supposed to be. <laughs> and and uh, like yeah, there's these other survivors. There's like Gina Foley, who's like. Uh, is supposed to be Rachel Foley's sister and she just fucking like dies and it looks like a scene out of a Silent Hill game when you fight her because she's just covered in blood she's like uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like okay so she she was supposed to be in the game a little bit more but they cut her part for whatever reason mm -hmm. and then um, the, the the Foley sisters get screwed over through through this entire series I was kind of hoping if they did make Resident Evil 3 they'd have there'd be another one yeah <laughs> but uh, uh and then you meet yeah you meet pedro and i forget the other guy's name and pedro is ridiculous because he sounds like i don't know how to how else to put it but he just he just sounds like a stereotypical like hispanic gay guy <laughs> i don't and, and it's like okay like you have this guy and he's being kind of ridiculous and he's like a scaredy cat and then the other dude is like i'm I'm fucking cool. I'm gonna fix this helicopter and we're gonna get the fuck out of here. And Pedro has a drill or so he finds a drill and he gets mutated and he turns into like a drill monster. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put him down. And then the other dude who fixes the helicopter, yeah, he he he's flying around later and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna make it and then he fucking gets shot down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was well hilarious. <laughs> Well, the how he goes down, I believe, is like he's like, "Hey, I'm over here. Come here. We're we're gonna get off this island." And like that's when uh, Alex Wesker is like, "What are you doing? You're cheating or something along that line." I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and then like she shock like shocks EMPs like the helicopter and then, like it crashes and stuff. And I just cra I just fucking laughed my ass off when he died. I was like, <laughs> that was, it was almost. Funny. That was almost the time. Remember when uh, we played Resident Evil uh, Five and that troll thing like <laughs> stomped on that guy? That's how. Oh it yeah, was that was. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some kind of like death in these games, and like these more these newer games that are supposed to be like, oh shit, that guy died, or like that was fucked up, but then <laughs> it ends up being more funny somehow than that. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of like. I guess all that really leaves, uh, there's not much to say about Natalia. I mean, you kind of learn a little bit about her, like when you're playing with Mary, mm -hmm. but really it's her DLC where they try to like fill in more of her story. Yeah. The weird, like bear the, thing, the, the fucking irritating bullshit DLC we'll get to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess that really just leaves Neil and, uh, Alex to, to kind of like touch on. Yeah, I, um, I don't, 
like I like I said, we said before, Neil was like a throwaway character, and I guess it, we don't like no, we don't know if like cutting him out, uh, you know, was a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe there was more backstory that we could have learned from him. Um, I feel like there should have been more with him because it they very lightly establish Neil and Claire are in a relationship early in this game. Yeah. And like this is another well yeah this is kind of another thing about about her character a little bit that I feel like they they mess up uh when it's like at first she's not really talking about Neil that much she's like we just we got to find the others we got to find everybody when they do find Neil she's all about Neil it's like we got to get Neil we got to find Neil where's Neil 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 it's like there's other people here there's like this little girl like what yeah. <laughs> like feels strange i guess uh she was selfish she wanted uh she wanted the d more than actual saving children <laughs> yeah yeah which is kind of goes kind of goes against the type of her character that was established already yeah uh the but neil's there's not a lot to him and it's not until later when you learn that like uh I guess he was working for Alex. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he betrayed everybody. That that actually facilitated like how those people were able to come in and like and like bust everybody and take them to this island. Yeah, I guess it kinda makes sense that, that way, but like at the same time, like the turn was so blah. And the explanation for it is like it's barely there, but it's also stupid. <laughs> and it's like uh, he's helping Alex, so I guess somehow he could get like money or like political influence so he can bring back the FBC because apparently he used to be in the FBC. Mm -hmm. And he he really believed in the FBC for some reason. It's it's just, like weird. It's like, dude, it's just like a fucking a government sponsored biohazard countermeasure team. It's it's that's like saying you really believe in the FBI or some shit. Like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> but she basically betrays him and is like, you're, you dumbass, you believe me. My name's Wesker. Fuck off. She infects him mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's when he turns into Bade Neil. And I'll never forget this, doing that boss fight. Where he's like, he's screaming and shit. And he's like, he goes like, for the FBC! Like, it was some kind of like, part of his life. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It, that, they lost me there, and it just became funny. Yeah. What do you think of the boss battle, by the way? It was like, like, it wasn't bad, but it was like, I don't know. It felt weird to have a boss like that in that game. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it... it it's actually funny that you brought up like last of us because like everything felt like the last of us as far as like a boss battle in this game uh because when you when you do a boss battle in a, in a resident evil game like you know it's a boss battle uh in the last of us it's a boss battle but it feels like it's within the world if that makes any sense because like when you enter when you enter like within, the, within the framework of what would be a boss in a game like the last of us, yeah. it's like pretty, pretty grounded in terms of like 
stuff that happens or whatever. And, and by the way, we're kind of in the meaty flesh right now because we've been talking about stories and the characters and stuff. So uh, we're in the we're in the uh, the fatty outer layer right now. Yeah. Uh, Alex, on the other hand, like you said, she was in that document, so like it is lore. Um, but at the same time, did we really need her? I. It's interesting to explore the possibility that another one survived or something and, and to do something with that. Um, I kind I liked the idea of doing that. And I don't think like her execution is, was necessarily bad, mm -hmm. but there could have been like more, like they could have gave us something more with her because it was just like, like I said, they, very vaguely established there's something wrong with her mm -hmm. and she's got bar she's on borrowed time in terms of like her her life span uh and i don't know it's like you don't you don't get to find out too much about her uh and then she just mutates into a weird monster because she she tries to kill herself at the end after like basically doing her plot she's like i've done it i uploaded my my consciousness into the computer and it will it will go into the subject i have chosen which was natalia by the way was that weird on how her blood splattered by the way because it looked like she did her like the side and i'm thinking yeah. the blood should go that way but like she put the gun here and the blood went front <laughs> it sprayed for yeah it's like the bullet got it, it ricocheted in her skull and came out of the front of her fucking head. I don't know. Yeah, because like I know that's what they were trying to like show. Like, oh my god, like she killed herself. Let's show the blood on the the thing. But like, maybe you should have done it where she's talking and then the blood goes that way. I don't know. I'm not sure, but yeah. like, uh, it's like after that, like what happens is it's like it looks like she just kills herself, but very shortly or. A little while later, you realize she's like this weird monster now. It's like when you're playing as Barry. Yeah, because she fucked up. Because, and that's like a red herring, uh, which I guess we'll get to the end later. Uh, like, she does this thing because she wants to transfer con consciousness, which which kind of makes sense, right? Like, that's everybody's evil plot is to like have this evil person and someone innocent. I guess like Claire or Moria or even Natalia, um, and so like i get that evil plot and i'm not like being like that's dumb because a lot of resident evil uh like villains plots are kind of stupid anyway uh, <laughs> and most of them uh we kind of wesker wanted to saturate the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what about resident evil zero with the leech monster and shit like that was my opinion dumb uh, he he wanted revenge on everybody that fucked him, but I guess he was gonna turn the whole world into leeches. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he sings on a fucking uh, like a a hilltop anyway. Uh, yeah, Alex Wesker. I I think she should have had some DLC, in my opinion. Should have had something, I think. And I, I like the idea of her character. I kind of like like the. Uh, the outline of her so to speak like she's like this it's interesting to have like a, a female villain mm -hmm. like in in one of these games and she's like super cultured and has like all this fancy shit in like her quarters where she lives and 
she's always quoting to fucking Dante's or, or, or Kafka or whatever. I was thinking about the first game. <clears throat> but, and it's kind of like they sort of brought her back when they did uh, the, what was the name of the, the game that shipped with RE3 that, um, it was like the little online game you could play. Oh, uh, Resistance or whatever? Yeah, it was Resistance. She was like one of the um, masterminds in that game. Mm. And uh, which is like, I guess sort of like saying like in a soft way, it's like, oh yeah, she's been around for a while. She's been in the Umbrella organization. And it's like, well, that's interesting. I wish they could kind of explore that a little bit more now. <laughs> but... Alas, it is not meant to be, I suppose. Yeah. You ready to talk about some gameplay stuff? Yes. There's not a whole lot, but yes. <laughs> I want to talk about the co-op thing. Uh, and when I mean by co-op, I mean you playing with yourself, but you're switching between characters. Uh, uh, what do you think of that? Like, I guess it's better than the stupid little machine that you had that you'd find, uh, what do you call it, items. But I hate the whole thing about, like, do, using a feature to find items. Yeah, the, the Genesis scanner, what that was, that made more sense in the context of, like, you playing that game on a handheld, like, on the DS, mm -hmm. 3DS. Um, but, yeah, like, when you play it on console or, like, a PC port, it's like, this feels really weird and clunky. <laughs> like, like, it feels unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, but, like, on... You know, on a little DS screen, like that make kind of makes sense to have something like that to help you find items. Yeah. It's little, it's a small screen. And Nintendo has like that weird, like we need to be unique and different when we, we do our games, which is not a bad thing, but like at the same time, it's me something doing extra uh, to get it like bullets or an herb and all that stuff. And that's. In this, yeah, I get what you're saying. In this, in this case, uh, like, it's like, yeah, they still insist on having you be tethered to, like, a partner character. And this time, it's like, yeah, you, you can kind of control them. You can switch between them. And they don't really have combat. I mean, Moira has a crowbar, and you can hit people with it. Uh, but she has a flashlight, and that helps her find items. How is it playing on a hard, by the way, with her, uh, with, with the enemies? Did she always get in trouble? Not really. Uh... Um, no, she didn't really get in trouble that much. Uh, and the effectiveness of her crowbar was like it was less. It was less effective until I upgraded it more. Yes. Um, and then Natalia doesn't do combat at all, other than throwing a brick at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but like hers, her deal is the same thing. It's another like partner character that finds items or is able to crawl through a duct or something yeah um, yeah and it, it, again it's doing that last of us thing where like oh i'm too big to go in this hole go in there and open up the door uh and then they had like small i wouldn't call them puzzles uh but like you had to be like you stay here and hit the switch while i go run and try to go past the gate and stuff kind mm -hmm. of kind of things and yeah. i'm i'm not a fan of that i i i don't glorify any of those mechanics at all because i'm just like god this is just so annoying and how the because it still kind of had like tanky or clunky controllers uh, controls 
Uh, so when I like press A to run, like I was hitting, you know, certain items and it would hold me up. Uh, and then the gate would shut down and I would have to do it again. Uh, and, and it frustrated uh, me so much uh, when I had to do th those type of areas. And, and me, with me switching in between every character, like, because Natalia has this supernatural, like, she could see enemies, <laughs> like, through the walls and stuff. Uh, and, you know, you, you switch through her. Uh, she has monster sense. Yeah, like, I get what they're trying to do. But at the same time, like that could be on like a mini map, <laughs> like, or or me visually seeing it myself, or at le at least let me do the legwork. Yeah, uh, I don't really. It doesn't bother me a lot or anything that they they kind of did it this way, uh, but it sort of feels like a weird half step to to like an attempt to actually make it like oh it's. It's more of a co-op game because Resident Evil Revelations 1 wasn't a co-op game at all. You just had a partner character with you all the time. Not all the time. There was times where you were by yourself, mm -hmm. uh, which was fine. That doesn't really happen in this game. You're always with the other character pretty much. Um, and <laughs> it feels weird that they did this. And they had they didn't add online co-op. Like I forgot this game didn't have online co-op until I started playing it again. And I was talking to my talking to my sister about it because she she played it a lot back in the day too. And she's like, "No, it doesn't have online co-op." I'm like, "Really? It doesn't?" Like I just couldn't believe that. And, and I not would... that there's there's a lot for you to do when you're the other character though. Yeah, but I think that would be because I I I would I kind of wish it did have co-op. And yeah, it would be. We could have played this game. <laughs> yeah, that too. And uh, it, 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 and, and you know, obviously, you want to be the person with the guns because you know guns are cool, <laughs> especially when you're shooting like all the enemies and stuff. But I think it would be interesting of having a co-op partner could be like, hey, there's a guy over there, right? Instead of you being like, hold on, I gotta press Y. All right, let me switch. Let me go point at the coin that is like flashing over there, so that I could have Claire pick it up. Because if you pick it up with, you know, uh, Moria or Natalia, and it has something to do with the pistol, then you have to switch to the character to Moria and Natalia so that you could switch the item to Claire uh, so that she has bullets. And, yeah. I, and I was like, man, that's... So... It's like they take a simple feature and be like, how do we make it difficult? Or how do we make it, how do we make it longer than just a button? How can we make it where you go around your elbow to get to your wrist? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> just, yeah, kind of, there is that that aspect to it for sure. Uh, I mean, Grant, it's weird. It's like, yeah, it's like I don't I don't know why they didn't add online co-op, but at the same time, it's like, how engaging would that be to play as the character that just has a flashlight? And there, Moira does can engage in combat a little bit mm -hmm. more than Natalia, but like, still. Then you can play uh, co-op on the couch, which is something nobody ever does anymore. <laughs> um, I, I mean, game developers, they don't add, you know, that kind of content to their games anymore. Uh, but it'd probably be better in person to, to play like that. I always heard, <laughs> this is funny, uh, I always heard this is a good game to, like, get your, your girlfriend to play with you or something because maybe she's not in your games. Mm -hmm. I was thinking girls can't be in the games. Don't don't be so simplistic. 
uh, but a lot of people, their girlfriend might not be into games, and this the playing the partner character that isn't as mechanically complicated as like a player character could help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I heard real life stories from some of my friends about about that, like kind of being that way. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was also like they do like other stuff too. Like there's like these lock picking mini games. Like you find like these crates. I hate them. Or these chests. It's kind of weird. Like at first when you do it, because they don't really explain very well like how it works. Like they tell you like yo, you gotta find the area and do it. But then like you start to do it, and it's like your brain hasn't really wrapped around the concept yet. It's like this is how I this is how I did it. Is I moved around the sticks. And I was like, oh, I felt vibration. And when I feel too much vibration, I like do this until it unlocks. And that's how I did it. I I, I didn't like find out the actual way how to do it. I kind of that's actually that, that is how you do it. It's just that it's such a it's so simple that by not explaining it, you trick yourself into thinking it's a lot more difficult than what it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those things. I kept on thinking, like, I tried to wrap my brain on, like, how it was doing, like, this, uh, like, when you need the small hands for Natalia to open up that one lock, I just imagine her, like, because you're moving around the sticks, like, her arms are, like, her hands is, like, going in the lock and stuff until you get the unlock mechanism, uh, but then you have <laughs> the crowbar, where fucking Morty is just crowbarring a fucking chest open. <laughs> oh, and I... I, I want to bring this up too. When when you have to open up the door, like there needs to be a prompt uh, of me telling me, me how to like do the crowbar thing. Cause like I had a crowbar and it just stood there and it wasn't moving. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> like is the thing supposed to come off? And then if you tap the button again, it just, it automatically does it. Yeah. For <laughs> As a uh, uh, prompt happy as Resident Evil got, especially with like RE6, like you open a damn door and you got to do like uh, a quick time event or something. Mm. Like it, this game has that a little bit too. It's not nearly as offensive and as prevalent, but like, yeah, I don't know. Instinctively, I just knew that was what what to do. But yeah, there is that like little second or two. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Let's just press the button more. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm one of my favorite parts of this game when, when Neil transforms into a monster. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. To our audio listeners, I have a uh, YouTube video going and Neil just got infected. And yeah, like you can look at it now, like Claire's eyes like look like she has feelings for him. She, He's like, I did what I thought was right. And I'm like, <laughs> you got all your friends fucking killed so you can bring back your stupid government agency. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Uh, also, yeah, she cries when he when he dies. Mm-hmm. And she's and Laura's like, Claire, are you crying? And she's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, they expand like the skill system from like the previous game. Yes, it's laid out a lot better in this. Uh, and. I forgot. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's got Ouroboros. And he's like, oh, it's not death, it's power. He turns, <laughs> basically goes insane. <laughs> like, what? 
and embraces like turning into a monster. It's so fucking ridiculous. What's sad is like this is the only boss battle I actually like. A spoiler alert before we get into the lightning round. Like the whole like Wesker thing, I was like, ah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a boss battle. But like this one, I was like laughing, <laughs> and I was like, it's fun. Yeah, it, it felt ridiculous. It felt it felt like when you fought um, what's his face, Resident Evil Six, uh, Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's not as ridiculous as Simmons, where he keeps coming back over and over and over. <laughs> um, yeah, the skill system's laid out like a tree now, uh, and it's it's everything is explained better, like what it does and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, it, it just feels like they they kind of cleaned it up and, and made it work more. Yeah, and the customizing of uh, the weapons and stuff is cool. I, I, I like, that's the one thing I like about when you're the other character and you're finding like all the customizable things for the, the guns. And then, and, and then again, that's where the Last of Us shit comes into play because there's a workbench and that, that's what Last of Us has is a workbench to upgrade your weapons. Uh, so that's another thing they stole. <laughs> Borrowed. Borrowed, yeah. <laughs> um... There's not much else to say about the skills thing. Uh, there's multiple endings. And by multiple, I mean there's two. I got the ending where you're a fucking Burton and all that stuff. So I guess I got the good ending, right? Because they're on the yeah. helicopter. There's one specific instance that determines which ending you get, which I don't like because it feels lazy. It feels like if you're going to have multiple endings, you need to have a few more factors than that. Yeah, and it's it's in this scene after you finish this boss fight, and it's when uh, Claire's stuck under Neil or whatever the fuck, and he's about to kill her. And uh, Moira's like, you know, she loses her gun; her gun flies out of her hand. Mm -hmm. And Moira's like right there, and that's when she has to like either get over her hangups about guns and and try to save her friend or not do anything and, and Claire manages to get it anyway and, and, and shoots him and that, that's that's what determines which ending you get you know it'd be really funny if like I know this is Japan so like Japan doesn't have a lot of like uh, second amendment stuff like what we do in America but imagine yeah. like <laughs> you choose the option of not shooting Neil with the gun and you're like see this is what happens when you don't take up your second amendment right you die <laughs> you die you get your friend killed yeah. <laughs> but uh, I got the bad ending because I, I didn't know that when I played the game the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, I just naturally, got, I remember getting the, the good ending the first time I played. Uh, I guess I, that time I just naturally, I thought, um, what what's happening here? And I didn't react quick enough, I guess. And it, it just kind of played out. Yeah. Uh, or, or no, no, I thought like, I mistook how this this cutscene went. It looked I was in Claire's perspective, and it looks like you're supposed to reach for the gun. There, it just showed you. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, I got to get the gun." And I thought it was just like one of those. I wasn't in Moira's perspective where it shows, it, like, "Oh, you can crawl for it. You can do that." So you were confused. I was confused. Yeah. See, it doesn't like it. Now the prompt says when that comes up, switch characters, and I'm like, well, "Why would I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to not die. So, but yeah um, oh do you see how the gun shot by the way <laughs> hold on they had the barrel just looked weird 
it kind of stuck out a little bit past the uh, the, the slide. Yeah, for our video listeners here, uh, watchers, like, look at the barrel. <laughs> that looks weird, dude. It, it was, it was, okay, I see what happened. It was, like, in the position where, like, you know, when you empty, a, uh, you fire a semi-automatic pistol empty and, like, the slide stops back there to let okay. you know empty it was stuck like that for some reason but then she had bullets yeah <laughs> it doesn't make anything they fucked up a little bit there <laughs> uh but yeah uh it's cool that there's multiple endings in this game but by still it's it's two but i feel like it hinging on that one single scene and then you have a little bit more game to play after that to get to your your different ending mm-hmm yeah, they they could have implemented that a little better. Yeah, what would you think of the good ending? By the way, like uh, well, the good ending's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a lot cooler, and there's more. Because uh, did you ever get the bad ending, or did you just see it? I just I saw it online. Uh, because I every time when I play the game, I go, I'm gonna shoot the fucking enemy. Like I guarantee you, like this might be maybe they put that for like casual people, I guess, where people like. Are, or, you know, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stick to Mora's values, I guess, on, on guns and not shoot. And maybe that's why they did that. So, like, hey, you need to shoot the gun sometimes to save your friends and family. <laughs> and not, don't kill your family, but save them. Uh, you get out of your comfort zone sometimes to, to, to help people. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> it's just like, uh, it, could, it could have been executed a little better. Uh, the Oh, yeah, the, we were talking about how, like, the endings are different. Um, the bad ending is a lot more flat, and, and Moria just fucking dies in the bad ending. She doesn't even survive. Uh, and then, like, when you do the final boss fight with Barry and shit, and you... Uh, it gets to a point where he's not able to, to kill Alex... And she grabs him, and then, like, uh, Natalia actually killed her with, like, powers, with, like, 11 from Stranger Thing mind powers and shit. And that's, it shows, like, her programming, her, like, of her brain from, like, getting Alex's consciousness uploaded into it. It's taken over. Mm -hmm. And she's just, like, <laughs> and then, like, Barry realizes what happened now. And he's like, oh, no, like, what the hell? And then she's like, you're not going to shoot me. You can't because you're weak. <laughs> and then he's like, "Damn it!" Because <laughs> he can't shoot a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the end of the game. <laughs> like Claire doesn't come back to save everybody in like a cool way in a helicopter. And mm -hmm. You don't get the scene where like Barry fights Alex and he's like, "I don't need a sniper rifle. I have this." And he holds up a Smith and Wesson 500. And the fuck? Yeah. And he fucking pulls the hammer back and does all that cool shit. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the good ending is so much better. <laughs> uh, there's a part, I mean, right now in the video, it's up to the part with the bullet splatter and all that, so the brain splatter. Uh, but, like, before that, like, she's in the room where she sees, like, all her, you know, the people, the files that are on the screens, like the multiple monitors. The first thing that comes to mind is Batman uh, in the Justice League, where he's like looking at every uh, Justice League member and knows all their weaknesses. <laughs> like that's was that Injustice? I think that was Injustice, right? 
I think it was Injustice, yeah. Yeah. So, I, it's a little side note. I was like, ah, that kind of brings back memories. But, uh, trying to think what else I liked or disliked about the gameplay. Uh, uh, again, in Revelations 2, there's not a lot of documents, but it's more than Revelations 1. Yeah, there was uh, more more than that, more of that stuff in this game. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it revolved around like uh, the people that live on that island, which is like somewhere in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like talking about how like Alex came to this island and she brought like a construction crew and built all this stuff and has a bunch of money and employed a bunch of people to like mine and build for her and all this stuff mm -hmm. and like some people are like this is awesome man our economy is just like jumping now and and stuff and then people start disappearing or something and, <laughs> and it turns out that, like some of these people figure out she's actually a bad guy and, and that, that's that yeah oh one thing I want to bring up fuck those invisible fuckers by the way yep. Those things fucking suck, yeah. So, like, I guess we can talk about the monsters real quick mm -hmm. in this game, the enemies. Which, you said something like they seem more like Silent Hill enemies than Resident Evil ones, usually. Yeah, like, the early game, and I guess maybe that's why there's, like, a time difference, I guess, a little bit. Because in the beginning, it's, like, a little more zombie-ish. Uh, then, like, when you get to Barry, it's, like, more mutated and stuff. And that's when you have to, like, shoot the fuck me light on, on those enemies where, like... <laughs> a bubble comes out of like a kneecap that you have to shoot. Yeah, uh, those things are annoying too because they always show up in a different fucking area. Yeah, but my thing with Resident Evil, and I always go to Resident Evil 2 because I, I think what fascinated me more about Resident Evil 2 um, is the type of enemies. You had the, you know, zombies, then you had the like liquors, uh, and then you had the, uh, you know, Mr. X. And then you had like the tyrants and stuff it, it's it's simple but it's like within that uh zombie apocalypse kind of thing but like when you get down the road where you know umbrellas making these different strains and like the ouroboros and stuff they start to get a little wacky with the enemies itself and like in this one i was like those seem like it needs to be in like a foggy uh silent hill type of game yeah, some of the specifically the weird monsters that are it's like they're mutated people, but they've turned more into mutants than man now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they have like the fuck me lights randomly that show up on their fat, mutated, bulbous bodies when you shoot them. Yeah. Um, and then they had like some of them had like armor on their heads, like pyramid head, but it wasn't as big as pyramid head. Yeah, or they have like biomechanical bone saws or something somehow. And just weird shit like that and then yeah there's these weird insect enemies that s suck i fucking hate those things and it's like it's set up to where only barry encounters like claire counters him eventually but barry's the one that fights him the most yeah um but they're invisible and you hear like a noise or something when they're kind of around and you'll know, you'll know that one of them's near because your screen will start to distort. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's distorting your vision and you can't see as well. And when they're, they get really close, it's like, you can hardly see fucking anything. Yeah. So like you start panicking. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Where, 
Where is it? I can't see. You're looking for it, and you can't see anything anyway because the screen's fucking up. And you get God. It instant kills you. Yeah. yeah I, I In the beginning, uh, and this is where I started to listen to Natalia, um, because, like, she gives you directions and stuff. Like, oh, you're close to it. Oh, you're, you should, it's to the left now, to the right. Uh, and I didn't... I, it kind of works. It doesn't work that well. Yeah, yeah, but I, what I was leading into is when I first played this game, um, obviously I learned it the second time around. Um, the first time I played it, I was like, oh, I need to like do like Metal Gear and sneak out because when you go at the end, you actually see one of the red blobs because when you're Natalia, uh, you see like a red blob uh, as like the uh, whatever creature it is. So like when it, it's coming out of the gate area where you need to go, I was like, oh, maybe I need to go behind a fence and let him walk by. No, they see you um, and they're all converging on you. And there's a building in that area where you jump over the fence and like you can go around the house. Uh, so like when he's coming around the fence, I jump over the fence and then I'm getting boxed in by another red blob. Uh, but I didn't know you could shoot them when I first played them. So every time I'm like, how the fuck do I get past this guy? Cause like, I can try to like juke him, but like, that's a very narrow window and I can't do that. Uh, so I was like, oh, let me just try to shoot them. And, and I, I, I killed one. I'm like, fuck, is this, is this all I had to do? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta shoot them. The problem is like figuring out where to shoot them. <laughs> and, uh, I, I had, um, we were on a, we were kind of on a vacation a little bit when I initially played through this game, uh, the rest of it. And I mentioned my, my sister was that I was talking to her about this game. She actually played a little bit of it with me on co-op. Uh, and cause she was watching me play as Barry. He's like, I fucking hate these things. And she's like, hang on, let me play, uh, as Natalia. He's like, okay. It's a lot easier to figure out where the fuck these things are if you're playing co-op with somebody. I bet. You can see it, and then you can clearly kind of see on, on their screen where it is. But the problem also is <laughs> it shrinks your screen uh, real estate so much because it's doing split screen. Mm -hmm. So it, it helps more, and at the same time, it handicaps you a little bit more because <laughs> you're trying to like figure out where it's at on a smaller screen. I mean, I get it what they're trying to do. like. Natalia is the enemy seeker, uh, the monster seeker or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, it was annoying. Like, <laughs> and it was so out of character, in my opinion, of having like camouflage fucking enemies and stuff. I, there's some other, uh, there, oh yeah, there was like a boss here in this, it's showing like this mining area. Mm. That was a fucking pain in the ass too, because if this thing, I, I hate instant kill enemies. Yeah, if they just touch you, you're dead. Uh, they're. That's not to say like okay. That's not saying I hate hunters because hunters have have the potential to insta kill you. Yeah, at least in the older games they did. But you had to be like in caution for that to happen. Well, the the difference between this game and like the old games where the instant kill like you see the enemy winding up before doing the instant kill. But like when you play this sometimes. game, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you turn that corner and then like 
You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see the hunter around the corner. It's just like, oh, fuck. But this game, like, you bump into it, uh, or, like, if you have a malfunction in the game, and then all of a sudden you're dead. Yep. Uh, and I think RE5 really kind of started that trend of having, like, a, some instant kill enemy. Remember those weird bugs? It's another fucking bug enemy. Yeah. It would, like, grab you, and it just it would like start stabbing you with like all of its appendages and you couldn't fucking do shit you're just dead like the, that that enemy sucked dicks too yeah <laughs> uh, um weapons i guess what'd you feel about all the weapons um i they were good uh i wish that maybe there was just a little bit more variety in like what you could find mm-hmm uh, and that's not saying the game doesn't offer a variety because there's like there's a couple different handguns you can get. Uh, there's two different shotguns. Uh, there's like two sniper rifles, a couple of SMGs, and a couple of assault rifles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not for I don't think I'm forgetting anything there. And then you have like your knife and. You can make like explosives. You can make like out of you get like you find bottles and you can get like th there's a crafting system in this too. That's another thing is from last edition. Yeah. And you can like make like a disinfectant and stuff like that. But you can also find like empty glass bottles and you put alcohol and rags in them. And you can make like a Molotov cocktail. You can make like a weird smoke bomb and uh and just an explosive basically. Mm -hmm. It helped a lot in certain situations where, like, I'd run out of bullets, and then I'm like, oh, let me just use this, and then either get past the enemy or kill the enemy. So, you know, I didn't mind it. Uh, it was a good feature, in my opinion, because um, it made me go search places, because uh, usually in Resident Evil games, I don't dive too much into exploration, because I'm, like, trying to get to point A to point B. Um, yeah. so, so it made me, like, scope out the environment before I moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There was the, the DLC, which on our screen is showing one of the DLCs. Yeah, Natalia's, which I didn't like. <laughs> no. Moira's DLC was cool because it, it's like, it shows what happens like at, when Claire manages to escape, but Moira gets left behind. Yeah, because she's, uh, you know, being with Evgeny. Uh, and uh, you see how he treats her and like and i like the part where he's like don't curse because he's like you know i'll wash your mouth out with soap moria or something like that because uh, she was being a little bitch uh and, and uh you know cursing and she kind of like he kind of like puts you know matures her in a way kind of opens her eyes and it's such a sad story like out of the whole story i like the Evgen evgeny's my favorite character yeah because um his whole thing is like he's an he's an older guy like he's he's an old man really mm. uh, and like his daughter got caught up in the the shit that was going on in the island and she eventually died i guess uh, he figures it out later like he basically she disappears but he never really gives up on finding her mm -hmm. and he's got some kind of illness going on like he, he's something's wrong with him and clearly he's not that well mm. but Eventually, like, like the whole story is, it's just about Moira surviving on the island with this guy, and he's teaching her how to, like, 
you got to find rabbits and you got to like it's it's more grumpy dad survival simulator shit except he plays the 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 crotchety little annoying shit daughter this time yeah <laughs> and uh it's but yeah it's like this is where a lot more of her character develops here like you get to actually see it and they you know work together and they kind of like form a little bit of a bond and then like when they find out like oh his daughter actually died he kind of just fucking gives up and dies yeah (laughs) it's it's like damn the way i looked at it is his daughter died on this island so he's gonna die with her kind of thing kind of like being buried with her yeah which you know again um great character development for moria um in within that episode and then having this side character which out of everybody in the main story in this game has more of feelings and and death compared to like someone like neil (laughs) sometimes it's how these games are it's like when uh everybody talks about like okay like re2 remake oh kendo talking about about kendo or like marvin and shit Mm -hmm. yeah Sometimes the side characters just hit, hit you in the right spot. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Natalia's DLC? Because you said you had some big ripes that you wanted to talk about. I fu- I fucking hate it. It's <laughs> like this game also has stealth mechanics. It's but it's like uh, like in the regular game, like if you're playing as somebody that's actually allowed to do shit, mm-hmm. like Barry or Claire, you can like sneak up behind enemies and stealth kill them, which is pretty helpful in this game sometimes actually. Yeah. Um, but he's supposed to got an iPod there. <laughs> they show Barry likes to sail into the island. And he's got, like, <laughs> looks like he's listening to like a thing on an iPod. <laughs> I got one of these. I got one of these. They stopped making them in 2008. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's about Natalia and like, it's showing how, Alex's personality is like manifesting in her because she sees like a a dark version of herself Mm -hmm. and she's got to find Lottie like she's got this little bear or something and basically it's like she's kind of learning how her weird abilities work and everything and that's all this is it's kind of filling in those gaps yeah Uh, and it leads up to when she meets Barry too that's actually like the other thing about that um, but it's all stealth because she can't fight. Like she can throw a brick and she can like throw smoke bombs, but that's all she can do. You know what it remind me of? Uh, did you play the Spider-Man game? Oh, like when you're playing those sections with Mary Jane? Yeah. Yeah, but those were good. Yeah, I mean those were actually <laughs> better, but like it, it did take it did take you away from the action with Peter Parker, which was a downside for me for that game. But that's a different story i think it's i thought they were okay it does give you a little bit of a break in the action too mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's either here or there that's a different game that's a different that's a different podcast that's a that's a spider-man podcast we just have like a marvel video game fucking ranking <laughs> of all oh, the marvel games god damn that would be crazy yeah. <laughs> uh, but um i didn't like this though because it's like the stealth mechanics are okay in this game Mm-hmm. The um, sometimes you can sneak up on enemies and they're they're dumb as a doornail. 
almost like some of the early Metal Gear games. Yeah, by the way, the the one thing I want to say about the stealth is like, you literally have to stare at these enemies and learn their patterns. Cause like I did the automatic, oh, he just turned his back. Let me go kill him thing. But then like a second later, he turned around and like all the enemies would start fucking chasing me. So like you have to study it, like this is not a running gun game you can't just be like oh i'm gonna do this really quickly unless you know every every enemy's path uh so i appreciated it a little bit where i had to like sit back and be like oh i need to look at them and see what they're doing yeah and like like i say though sometimes like the enemies are dumb and then sometimes they they'll just they'll be really smart and they'll catch you or they'll catch you anyway but it doesn't look like you should have got caught mm -hmm. and that can happen a lot too uh and we're, it's like when you design an entire gameplay segment around the stealth and it's an extended one, we're not talking like 10 or 15 minutes. Like this shit's like an hour or so long. Mm -hmm. It's It really kind of shows the weaknesses of the, uh, the mechanic. I didn't like and, I didn't like her from the beginning of the game. So like when I had to play her, I was like, because I knew it was going to happen. I was going to have to like guide my way th through all the enemies yeah she's honestly kind of like the most flat character in the whole game mm -hmm. uh, like i didn't really care too much about her either and it's mostly because she just doesn't have a lot of personality and it's like the character you could do the least amount of stuff with uh so it's just i don't know she had some kind of trauma and that's why she's like kind of monotone and shit whatever i get it but like still it's like Sherry, Sherry Birkin had more personality than her. Yes. Like, even in the original Resident Evil 2. <laughs> yeah, the remake uh, was a little bit of an upgrade in voice acting, but they were pretty much the same, in my opinion. Yeah. So, one DLC is good, and one of them is not. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it. It pissed me off so much. Full uh, I finished it, uh both on the first time and the also the uh this time because i like i i don't know i i i'm very into stealth games a lot i'm splinter cell and metal gear are my favorite stealth uh franchises and stuff so like i am too i actually want to try to do well in those games i don't want to do well in this dlc because it's, just, <laughs> it's not engaging and i don't fucking care about any of it yeah <laughs> so. um I guess we could get into some bonus modes and unlockables, unless there's anything else you want to talk about story-wise or character-wise. Not really. I don't think there's anything else. And we kind of already touched on the journals and diaries. There's not really, like, you know, anything real incredible there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's no... All there is is, like, there's bonus costumes you can, like, unlock, which is cool, because games don't really do that anymore. They always make you pay for them. Yeah, I, uh, I degenerize degenerate rise uh claire and moria they had skirts i put skirts on them <laughs> oh the, the ninja outfit and the cow cowgirl claire yeah <laughs> and then uh barry is the commandant i don't know what the fuck that's about <laughs> uh like that's all cool you can unlock classic costumes for barry and claire too it's like her resident evil 2 appearance with barry when he's in re1 mm -hmm. uh then there's raid mode which isn't an unlockable like you sort of you have to play through more of the story to unlock more stuff to do in raid mode so i guess there is 
kind of an unlockable aspect to it. Yeah, the PC raid mode worked and it was fun. Um, it I, I, I would actually say I like this raid mode better um, than the other raid mode that we got. It's, it's a lot more improved. It's more streamlined and it feels like... Uh, I think just... Ju <laughs> It's just fun to play because you can just jump into like a, a level and just like, you know, kill some shit and spend like five to 15, not even that. Like, really, it's like you can do five to 10 minutes of like a quick, quick action burst. And you get without you, any of the bullshit and just have fun. Yeah, you get to choose locations like Tall Oaks and Adonia from Resident Evil 6 uh, in there as well, uh, which is interesting. I, I would have liked to have other locations that would have been. You know pretty cool um if, yeah there's even like uh yeah i, I guess it's tall oaks I, I for some reason i thought it was raccoon city <laughs> <laughs> i forgot it was tall oaks for some reason yeah <laughs> uh but yeah there's like various locations from like the last couple of games or something mm -hmm. that's cool and yeah this this edonia estonia whatever the fuck it is and, uh there's all kinds of characters you can unlock too uh and that includes characters from like RE6 and RE5 and the first Revelations game. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get you the uh, raid mode characters. Hold on. We have Albert Wesker. Uh, you have Hunk, Jill Valentine, Leon S. Kennedy, uh, Chris Redfield, and I believe that's it. And I think maybe Cypher and Red Queen Alpha, I think. No, there's also um, Gina Foley. Rachel Foley, yeah. Lady Hunk, uh, the Pedro and the other dude, uh, Neil. Mm -hmm. If you want to play with Neil, <laughs> and, uh, of course you got the the main characters, and uh, there's also Alex Wesker who takes the longest to unlock. So I'm kind of hoping she's a boss ass bitch when you unlock her. She better do some something cool. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah raid mode's a lot of fun uh it's it's a big part of like it helps make this game like better for me than what it really would be on its own you know i think what's gr great uh in some resident evil games like they'll like throw in these like online things to do or like side missions to do and either they're a hit or a miss but usually when they do something like raid mode or mercenary mode like, it, it, it slaps for some strange reason. I really hope in RE4 Remake that they'll just, they'll actually put in Mercenaries mode. Mm hmm And what what really put it over the top, though, is, you know, where it's like an RE engine or something? Uh, it would be if they could do something like this raid mode with that. Yeah. Where you could have, like, locations from, like, Resident Evil 2 Remake, RE3... And I guess you could even do RE7 in a, in Village if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, and include characters like through all those games. Like you get Leon or you get Claire or from RE2 or Jill, Carlos. Um, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I was like, what the, the guy from 7 8? No, 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 I, could, I couldn't spit it out. Ethan. Ethan went through. Um, Ethan Winters, but man, that would be that would be fucking cool. <laughs> when is the uh, side note? When is the Resident Evil uh, Village third person in the new DLC coming out? 
I think it's late October. I want to say it's like October 24th mm-hmm. or something. It's like the day after my birthday. Yeah, and a little, um, little side note. I don't know how I feel about the whole Rosemary thing. We'll see. I, I'm open to checking it out. Because, <laughs> I mean, the whole thing with her at the end of the game left a big question mark about, like, oh, what's about to happen here? Are we going to get a game with, like, her later or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it's going to answer some of the questions people had, so let's let's see what the answer is. True. Uh, but I proposed us returning to do RE8 when all that stuff drops. Because uh, we had we did do RE8 before, but we kind of, like, botched our attempt. <laughs> yeah, we botched our audio. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of fucked it up, and uh but we're, we're gonna do a, a mulligan a re a redo and we'll be able to cover all this new uh content and stuff yeah i wonder how third person's gonna feel in village i don't know that's that's exciting too to be able to like experience it from a different perspective mm-hmm. um looking forward to it but i guess what else is left is there uh personal stories did you have any personal stories about this game I played it with I played a little bit with my sister and that was kind of fun because it was also frustrating because she played the hell out of this game when it came out. I only played through it once, and I think it was because she uh, her words were like she really liked Code Veronica a lot. She Claire's like one of her favorite characters in the series, mm-hmm. and it was like oh finally she's in another game. It had been since Code Veronica since she was in one really, and. Uh, I think she did like co-op with a bunch of her friends all the time too or something but like it was funny because she like super autistically beat the snot out of that game and did everything <laughs> and then and i did and i just played it once and it was like, yeah it was good i never played it again like that was when it was brand new that was the last time i played it mm-hmm. uh and she was like, man, this sucks. That sucks. It's like she was just talking about all the same things that bugged me about this game and, like, the bullshit insta-kill enemies and everything. Yeah. It was kind of fun to, like, have somebody to bounce that kind of stuff off of, like, as I was playing the game. <laughs> uh, no personal stories with me. Um, I kind of just played it, and I was like, that was a Resident Evil game, and then just moved on. It... <laughs> You could maybe say that is that sums up this whole thing. Yeah. Perhaps that was the most important part. <laughs> that was it's it's a Resident Evil game. <laughs> I uh, I just remember like it coming out because I was like, ah, oh, Revelations. It, that was like weird to me. Like I was it, it, I was in a phase. You know, like how you're in a phase when you're like a you know a, you know goth person in high school or whatever, going through that phase. That you were a goth Resident Evil fan? Yeah, like, I was, like, in the mode, like, after Resident Evil 4, because Resident Evil 4 was a good action game, but then, like, 5, 6, and then, like, it went downhill from there, and I was like, ah, oh, man, this is not the same Resident Evil that I like. And I, I just played it because, you know, I have to see everything through. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for some lightning round? We're in the lightning round. Here we go. Alright, who do you who do you prefer to play as? Natalia, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess Barry, because even because man, you talk about like uh, oh, it's been such a long time since Claire's in a game. Fucking Barry didn't show up in anything. 
mm. past like the first Resident Evil game. He wasn't even a playable character in it. So it was like kind of cool to be able to play as Barry for once. And he's got that awesome dad humor. Mm -hmm. He has he has dad jokes. You're, you're a fucking Burton. You're a fuck. You know he says other like really cheesy shit. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like he has he has his Barryisms, his lines. Like I said, that perhaps that was the most important part. <laughs> he says some corny shit sometimes. It's great. <laughs> um. But they have like a way better voice actor to play him. I don't know the guy's name, but he's been, he's in a lot of anime and stuff. Yeah, like he, he's very recognizable. But I yeah, I just don't know his name off the top of my head. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with you. I like Barry because of his humor, uh, and because of the same reason. Because I want to play him in a fucking video game. And and Capcom, if you're listening, uh, I want a Barry Burton video game. Do it. They gave us one. It was called uh, Resident Evil Gaiden. No, I, I, I want a real one. It <laughs> <laughs> is a real one. <laughs> I want a real, real one. <laughs> a real, a real, for real, real one. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite boss? Neil Bane. Neil. It's fucking Neil. Yeah. <laughs> How else can you laugh? You can, you can think, find the boss hilarious and then do it. It's mm. just, that's why I said, it's like, like a, that. that's why I said when, like, Alex Wesker came, I'm like, oh, okay. That, that's a battle but like when i was she, she does turn into like a pretty creepy looking weird monster though it's like her proportions are all fucked up and it's like she turns into like a spider person I, yeah i kept on thinking of you ever see the movie lost in space the remake that they did back in like the year 2000 and shit uh yeah i remember that movie and you remember when the doctor like got bitten by like all those spiders and shit and like turned into like a mis like a big ass spider man or whatever not spider-man the marvel character but like spider person or whatever it's like that time spider-man turned into a spider-man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that that's what it reminded me of i was like oh that's cool but like i had fun fighting neil yeah so neil it is um What's your favorite part of this game? Uh, it's it's actually the DLC. Uh, like I said, spoiler, the Evgeny and Moria uh, area, I, I digged a lot. Yeah, uh, something to touch on that real quick, uh, I forgot to mention was, there's like this uh, mechanic where you have to find food. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah you, you get like rabbits or, or other things, or even spiders, which is like, sounds gross, but yeah, you can eat spiders, I guess. You gotta eat the bugs. <laughs> you gotta eat the bugs to survive. Yeah. Like, you get like a stock of lives, kind of based on how much food you find, uh, and that's kind of that's kind of an interesting mechanic in that. Um, yeah, it's a little survival uh, type of uh, gameplay in there, which I dig. It's like a mix of arcade and that. Mm. Uh, I like, yeah, I really like that DLC too. I also really like the raid mode, and I like the the good ending of the game you get to play out. Yes. All the cool moments there. Uh, favorite weapons? Um, Barry's Magnum, Python Magnum. It's like, that thing's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the, uh, I'm a bit of a gun nerd, and I like that Claire has, like, a Makarov. That's cool. That's, like, one of my uh, foreign pistols I'd like to own. Mm -hmm. I don't have it yet. Uh, 
They're, the Druganov's cool, the sniper rifle she has when you uh, play the, the good ending out. Yeah. I guess it's I guess it's like those between those three. Yeah, I liked um Barry's uh bolt action rifle that he has, uh and his ma uh Python Magnum. Uh and I I don't know what it is. I've always had a uh, boner for Uzi's, so Claire's Uzi that she had. Uzi boner. Yeah, Uzi boner. <laughs> Hashtag Uzi boner. Let's make that trending. <laughs> Shout out to the brick because it's really funny sometimes. Like when you, you just grab a brick and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's like really quiet and nothing's going on. And you just throw a brick at an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that's just like funny. Um, Best rank, which it actually, you get ranked for every episode you complete and you get a final ranking. Yeah, I got an A. I think I got like a C. Yeah. But I was playing hard mode. So. I played medium, um, but I like at certain times where I did bad, I like replayed it and got an A. I guess I got a, I think I got a B or an A in the original playthrough I did. It had all my old data from last time. Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. All right. So we're near the end of the episode where we do final countdown. Uh, where we uh, rearrange our list right now. We are we have 1 through 18. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to grow soon because we have uh, we call the Resident Evil 4 remake coming out. And I think that needs to be added. I think it's going to be added to 19, I guess. Uh, but I'll go first. I don't know if I did this last episode, but I remember I had Village at number one. Um, I changed that uh, because... I don't know, maybe I was on the high of not playing a Resident Evil game in a while, and I was actually having fun playing the game, but then when I looked back at the story, I, I don't think it deserves the number one spot. Uh, but I'll go from 18 to all the way to 1. Uh, 18's blank at the moment. Uh, 17 is Red Resident Evil 6. Uh, 16 is Resident Evil 5. At number 15, I have Resident Evil Revelations 2. At number 14, I have Rev, Rev, Resident Evil Revelations 1. At 13, I have Resident Evil Dead Aim. At number 12, I have Resident Evil Survivor. At 11, Resident Evil 4. At 10, Resident Evil 0. 9, Resident Evil Village. That's where I moved it to number 9. So it went from 1 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> you did some reflecting on that. Yeah. Um, at number 8, I have Resident Evil Code Veronica. At number 7, I have Resident Evil 3 Remake. At number six, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. Uh, number five, I have Resident Evil 1. Uh, number four, I have Resident Evil 2 1998. At number three, I have Resident Evil 2 Remake. At number two, I have Blank at the moment. And at number one, Resident Evil 3. We all know it's going to go into number two. Resident Evil Gaiden. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my list hasn't changed at all really uh, but I got a couple weird blank spots later uh, I guess I'm going the 19 spot for RE4 like you did yeah, I didn't do that yet, so the 19. Uh, 18 is Resident Evil 6 I'm just going to go ahead and put it at the bottom now because that's where it's going to be <laughs> I, I can't anticipate me playing any other game and disliking it as much <laughs> uh, 16 is Resident Evil Dead Aim and then 14 is Resident Evil 0. 
Uh, 13 is Survivor. And then 12 is RE Revelations 2 above Survivor. <laughs> below Resident Evil 5 at 11. Uh, and Revelations 1 is above 5. Mm-hmm. 10. Code Veronica is 9. Uh, Resident Evil 8 Village is 8. Uh, RE3 Remake is 7. RE1 6. RE3 is 5. RE4 is 4. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake is 3. RE2 Original is 2. And Resident Evil Remake is number 1. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is our final countdown. Um, what what do we have what are we looking forward to next as far as uh nemesis project are we tackling seven first or are we doing the redo of a village in october um i get like i feel like we've wanted to play resident evil 7 like we, we've been looking forward to doing that one again mm-hmm. uh so we could tentatively say we're gonna go for seven and then eight again and then eight again it, now wh- whichever one like i feel like we'll probably be able to get to seven and actually put it out before eight redrops because remember that's going to come out in like late october so yeah. we might not even really be able to get to it until like november yeah i'm gonna play it in august so yeah i guess i might start it sooner i don't know it, it depends on what i end up getting into through the month mm-hmm because uh, I, I haven't played it since uh, it came out. I haven't played any of the DLC, so I can't yeah, wait to play it. Too. I, I got to play the DLC as well. But yeah, so, yeah, I think that's the plan, guys. We're going to do Resident Evil 7 next uh, with all the DLC. So that means Gold Edition. Um, if you haven't played the game yet and you're watching this or listening to this. But if you want to catch more of the Nemesis Project... Uh, make sure you go on all podcasting services like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, if you do Alexa, you have that too. Uh, and then also, um, if you want to catch our other podcasts that we do, uh, we're, soon we're going to be doing a Metal Gear podcast. Uh, I forgot the name we were uh, doing again with Metal Gear. The, po- the podcast to end all Metal Gears or, or something. Yeah, so we're going to be going through all the uh, Metal Gear games. I don't know if we're going to be diving into, uh, you know, PSP Portable and all that stuff. So I I think we're hitting the main story one. Uh, But we also have the wrestling podcast, which we just did our latest episode, uh, Getting Some Color, uh, where we did WCW uh, Saturday Night and WWF Raw. We're at the end of July. We have one more uh, date in July in 1993, so we can end up that month. Uh, and then we also have the Big Trouble podcast where we uh, are doing the Lord of the Rings. Tuesday, we're going to be doing Lord of the Rings, a fellowship at a ring. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But until next time, everybody, uh, we will see you in Resident Evil 7 on the Nemesis Project. Peace out. You too are a fucking burden. <laughs>